Welcome to Roomies and Movies number 76. That's right. Random number 76 kicks off. And we're bringing you a fully stuffed version because we didn't have one last week. Um, in preparation of Thanksgiving. I think your week was pretty crazy, wasn't it? I'm sure <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> well, I mean, with all the work. And did you do family stuff as well? Uh a little bit, but yeah, I completely even forgot it was Thanksgiving week, so that was cool. <laughs> it's cool, because uh, I was totally ready to record, and Luke's like, um, nope, not this week. And I was like, okay, next week it is. <sighs> so. so, we're bringing you a full plate. Uh, I saw Grinch and Nutcracker in the theater. Um, we're covering the first four episodes of Breaking Bad Season 1, the rest of Homecoming, Widows, you were never really here. Um, Ralph breaks the internet, Creed two, and Robin Hood. Uh, did you see all that stuff? Because I doubt it. Well, I know you know I didn't because I told you earlier. Got <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> what am I gonna be mad at you about? Definitely didn't see Wreck It Ralph. You piece of shit. I haven't seen the first one. What? I haven't. I was meaning to get caught up, but it just didn't happen. I apologize. Huh. Well, that's interesting. But you got everything else watched? Fuck yeah, I did. And more stuff. What else did you get watched? Um, Just, you know, it's the end of the year rush. I'm trying to get caught up on stuff I didn't see. Mm-hmm. What's that entail? But Why does it matter? What if I got a head start on shit we're going to watch on the podcast later? And I still want to say it. I watched the first four episodes of Jim Files. That's pretty interesting. Is that why that was on my fucking prime list? I was super excited to see it there. Mm, It's so fun. It's just some guys just fucking around because they got nothing better than two and it's so perfect. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, basically following, uh, they're making Jim Conn of 10. I believe it's going, Jim Conn of 10 is going to be released. Um, they're releasing two episodes each week. I think there's eight of them and then 10 will be out. So they're like showing off all the behind the scenes stuff that went into making this one. And it's like, they're halfway through and they're just about ready to rip each other's throats out. It's just, it's fascinating how they just like. Don't they just, like, drift in circles? Isn't that what they do? That's basically the Ken Block. He's the uh, Rallycross driver. And, like, that's the main thing he does. And, like, when shit doesn't go right, uh, he's just, like, it's supposed to just go right. Because all you need me to do is drive, and you guys can't handle the stupidest little shit. It's like, yikes. But, yeah, Hmm. uh, I think they're doing, like, five different vehicles. And uh, they've shown off a couple different sites. Uh, I'm excited to see the uh, truck they built for it. But like this last episode, they're trying to drift around in a warehouse on just rims. And like it's the slickest shit that they've ever tried to do anything on, let alone only fucking on rims. And it's just a mess. So. Uh, they they're doing like a rally car from the early '90s where they they don't have a spare engine and like they have to fly one in like and ch- and completely swap it out because the first one threw a rod and like it's an expensive fucking car in the first place and it's just a ridiculous amount of shit just going wrong. So 
So what else did you get washed then? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Fine. Um, no, I watched. Um, the fuck did I watch? Mm-hmm. Stuff. Um, ma 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 ma. <laughs> I watched. Uh, I can't. Never going back. I think it's called. No idea. It's a. It's an A twenty four movie about these two girls that I saw a trailer for and thought it looked good. It really wasn't, but I watched that. Um, and I got a jump start on future episodes by watching Cam. Nice. And I think oh, I was get I was getting caught up on like weekly TV. Like I got caught up on like the Good Place and stuff. Oh, cool. cool. Uh, I also watched Point Break for Thanksgiving tradition. Why? I don't know. For the hell of it. <laughs> It's a tradition. No, we just couldn't decide what we wanted to watch uh, last <laughs> night or two nights ago, and it's like, fuck it, put on Point Break because Wyatt was adamant against watching uh, Scott Pilgrim, and I was like, you know, we're just chasing our tails. We're gonna get to a point where we're just tired of what looking through the endless list on Netflix, and you're gonna pick Scott Pilgrim. He's like, nah. And then he bought Point Break, and we watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fair enough. So. Um, did you go see Grinch or Nutcracker? Come on now. Okay, because, yeah, they're exactly what you expect. Trash? I wouldn't say trash. I mean, it's just Christmassy spirit type thing. The Nutcracker is a really, really? strange one. Yeah, because that looked like a nightmare. Um, it's fascinating because it is a great uh, starting point for, like, the random-ass movies we've gotten over this last couple of years. Like, last year with yeah. King Arthur and this week with Robin Hood, like, they're characters that are fair or uh, public domain, and there's a reason for that, because nobody gives a shit. And, like... No, it's because they've been around forever, not because yeah. nobody gives a shit. And, like, nobody ha- has a good story for him. And, like, I didn't know the story of the Nutcracker, and, like, I just read about it, like, a half hour ago, just to, like, is that movie, did it actually follow what it was? And it's like, it's kind of a polished version of the remake of Wizard of Oz a few years back. What? There was no remake of Wizard of Oz? Yeah, Oz. The man called Oz? That was a prequel. It wasn't a remake, dumb dumb. Oh, fuck you. It's almost the same exact movie. Mm, it was about James Franco being <laughs> all powerful and stuff. Yeah, and this one was about uh, one sole nutcracker that's left to fight the Moskin, I guess. I don't know. Can you believe that that fucking Oz movie was the last live-action movie Sam Raimi's done since then? Huh. That's not surprising. No, it is. It's sad. It makes me sad. Uh, yeah, because then he went into TV, didn't he? He did one episode of Ash vs. Evil Dead. That was it. You're saying that's all he's done like the last five years? If not longer, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's a little disappointing. Um, Grinch was, I mean, I don't think I've seen a Grinch movie, so I guess I have that story now. You've never seen, like, not even the cartoon? Um, it was a fuck long time ago if I did, but I couldn't remember. I mean, I think I read the book. When I was real young, your heart won't won't grow three sizes. And like I knew the main beats, but I mean it's all right. 
It's just it'll just get you in the Christmassy mood, I suppose. What if I don't want to be in a Christmas? Yeah, well, mood? knowing you, that's exactly what you want, and I suppose you're going to give that to yourself for a Christmas present this year. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kill all those who's down in Whoville. Uh, so good stuff. Um, so yeah, this one's going to be a real wild one for sure. Is it? Because I don't remember anything. That's great. I watched everything so long ago. I think I think we're gonna play off each other well and remind each other like the things we like, and I think that's gonna work well. So let's start with Breaking Bad and how yeah. disappointing I am in myself that it's taken this long to watch it because it's great. You were real lucky when you started saying <laughs> disappointed. I was like, oh motherfucker. Uh, no, uh, it's it's great considering everything like we've watched this year has been so involved in like just twists and turns and everything. It's like, this one's just telling a great simple story. And it's like, there's not big, huge things to think about. Like, oh, I mean, there are some minor points that's like, gives you some time to reminisce, but like for the most part, it's just ma- about making drugs. Well, for now, I mean, yeah. shit could get real, you yeah, know. Yeah, for sure. But I mean, even no, with like, Han- even with Hannibal, is... like that was so complex because like there was some manipulation and shit. But like, this is just a regular dude figuring out how to provide for his family after he's gone, I suppose. But to a point, I mean, I think there's more to it yeah, than yeah. that. But we'll definitely get more into mm-hmm. what he's doing. But. Um... It's not just him doing that. It's it's like this, you know, frustration with not being what you're supposed to be and what you think the world owes you, and yeah, you know, like that rage boiling and like at the end of episode four, he blows that guy's car up. Like a normal person wouldn't do that unless he's just full of rage. Yeah, make you make good points. Um, it's also this show is so. I think this is when I started getting upset with binge culture because, like, this show was heavily binged by all my friends around me. And, like, I just... Oh, fuck your friends. L- listen, I just hated that it was. And now watching it, it's like, this is the easiest fucking show to binge because, like, it just moves so fluidly. And, like, I almost called you and be like, listen, we're doing the whole season, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really well, enjoying like- it. Because, like, I I caught season one at the end, and I got, like, caught up, and I binged it. But then the next six, season five was split into two parts, but mm-hmm. I watched it week to week after that, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's also a thing that, um, shit, what was I just going to say? Um, nope, lost it. Was it about... Uh, the the trip to the meth hotel. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> They're so. I guess people would call it cringe moments, but like this is fucking what ten years old at this point. Uh, yeah, I think the first season was ten years ago. God, that's wild. Um, but yeah, uh, it's like um, there's so such strong character moments like especially when he's uh got the tie the dude 
chained to the pole and like he's working him because he's a drug dealer and like Walter kind of figures out what's going on and like all the shit that's going on behind the scenes like the trying to dissolve a body in the bathtub and that just fucking going wrong and like ah, it's good shit it's really good shit yeah and like it's so great there you know like they say it you know like he's not made for this and it's him trying to get this guy to talk him out of killing him Mm -hmm. you know like give me a reason not to kill you and it's just this great like five minute little dialogue between them yeah yeah before the dread builds and he fucking murders that dude Mm -hmm. it's fucking god so good um yeah it's like every not only do people think he can't accomplish it but it's like every obstacle possible is set in his way that he has to smash through to like prove that he can and it's like it's just so good and i figured I figured we'd literally just be out of the gate and, like, he'd hook up with some dude that made drugs and, like, he'd just make better drugs and they'd be off to the races. But, like, it's fun seeing the dichotomy of the two, like, coming together and, like, I'm sure by the end of the season they'll be making drugs. So, but it's interesting to see where they are right now, midway. Yeah. Especially coming off the heels uh, of Hannibal it's... where everybody was telling the truth and nobody believed them and this is like everybody lying and everybody just taking it for face value. Yeah, I mean, like, I haven't watched this in a long time. Um, but, like, it's a, it's cool to see, like, how much of the character traits were there right from the beginning. Like, Walt's incessant lying over the smallest things and he makes these huge in-depth lies for no reason and just he's just such a bullshit artist I would say he's definitely cut out for this and I'm excited to see his uh, reign so hell yeah so we'll finish up the first season for next week oh and did you did you watch it on Netflix uh yeah in yours were the unedited versions, right? Um, I don't. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I watched it on Netflix. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, and they're just dropping the fucking f bomb everywhere. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I guess I it, I watched this last <laughs> week, so I'm I can't remember when they actually did. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. There weren't any beeps anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, I, I think the pilot, they didn't know it was going to go to AMC when they first shot it, so they shot it with, like, there's nudity and language. Oh, yeah, it. yeah, that's, no, it's and, definitely uh, underrated because, like, that's all, uh, I was like, this is the first episode and all that shit's just on display, it's like, weird move, Netflix, but I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, like, I think they filmed it, because it was a Sony TV thing, I don't think they knew who was going to pick it up, so they just filmed it, and they bleeped and blurred that stuff out. <clears throat> but then I think towards the later in the run, they were like, they were given like one fuck a season and stuff. And like they pushed it and certain <laughs> things like that. So. so I'm looking forward to a season where it's just a 20 second fuck scream. Uh, if you want that, we need to watch The Wire. <laughs> I figured that was on the list of shit you were going to force. It is. Don't worry. Okay. 
that's something to work towards because I'm not ready to watch that again. Fair enough. We'll get there. We'll get there together. Um, so moving from there, uh, how'd you like Homecoming? Uh, I think I liked it. <laughs> so, help me out here. Did you like it? I, you know what? I really fucking loved it. There I figured go. you were you were on board from the beginning because I was questioning if I liked it. So, um, it's true. I think if we would have gone three episodes, like I definitely would have been very hooked. Um, but it's this kind of memento style storytelling where they're like interweaving the past in with the future, and like there's this awesome moment. I think it was episode eight. Where I yeah, realized, when the fucking yeah, the, the one one aspect ratio yeah. goes to full screen, yeah. yeah, and that fucking jib shot where it's like fucking pulled out but goes in at the same time, yeah, oh, so good. And then like you're caught up, and we're fucking going forward now. So <laughs> hold on your butts. But then they do that thing though, where like. They do catch up, but then to show her state of mind, they go back mm-hmm. when she takes that sixth meal with them and loses her memories. Which was maddening. Like, I... <laughs> it's so interesting these different characters we're seeing on screen. Like, we'll get into it later with Widows, but like, um, I felt really bad for Julia Roberts, like just being thrown into this pile of shit. And then like, you kind of, you can't tell if she's a good person that was tricked into this line and then just went along with it. But then she did that. And it's like, no, she's an awful fucking person, (laughs) but also she (laughs) saved his life, I suppose. So I don't know. There's a really weird trade-off that I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> hmm, that's interesting. But I mean, everybody did a great job. Um, f- which was so fascinating because I think one of those first things with the first couple episodes, like it felt super long to me, like how Sabrina did. And I was ready to be underwhelmed by it all. And, like, because it, it just felt like it was draining on. And, like, no, that they were just taking their time with these shots and everything. And, like, I'm less worried about hating things that just kind of drain on like that. But, like, it just, I guess Sabrina just never really worked for me. And, like, to see that this did, uh, I was happy to see that. So. Hmm. Interesting. But yeah, I'm glad like I'm willing to give uh, stuff some more breathing room, some time yeah. to live in this world. Um, yeah, no, I think mainly the show hinges on the performances, which are really good. Um, I don't think the central mystery is like outside of what was it, episode three, where like the main guy and his friend break out and they fucking seems like they're lost in this fake world. Like after that, they kind of throw away this mystery. It's really not, you know, it's not so much like, is this weird? What's going on? Yeah. Like, I think that it point, kind of took me till episode seven or so to like, Oh shit. Like this is really bad shit going on. 
because like i think they at least the way i was watching it seemed very i also watched it straight through so who knows uh it seemed very obvious it was you know like just corporate greed and what like sure there's a hinge of what are they doing exactly but yeah it yeah. wasn't this idea of like we're on a fake island and we're really not in florida and these people are gonna kill yeah, us yeah. yeah that's fair um yeah, it, it's it's crazy to see how that stuff worked together and like the memento storytelling, like when they were doing the the aggressive flipping back and forth, like I think six and seven, um, where Colin had shown up and he was trying to save his own ass, but like madness, complete madness. <laughs> I really dug it. So. Um. What do you think about more of it? Because, I mean, I think they leave it pretty ambiguous at the end. See, I was thinking about that, too. But at the same point, how could they really go forward? Like, it feels like that story is complete. No, I agree completely. I was just getting your take on it. Um, but I could see this doing very well and then just picking it up. Um, I think you'd probably have to do it anthology style. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Um, how terror really encapsulated that feeling of dread um i was feeling that with the claustrophobic flashback scenes and then when it pulled out it's like fuck no these guys really know what they were doing and they were just tricking like perception and like the ambiance of a lot of it just feels really well done um especially considering it's set in now present time or almost present time um, uh, the flashbacks were set in the present, but yeah. the rest then, was in the future. In like three years, so yeah, yeah, three or four years. So it felt it felt very realistic. Like I could see that shit happening, and like it scares me to death that like things probably are happening like that. And like, well, it's a, it was a very nefarious plan too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, like. And not for, like, any, like, benevolent reasons. It's like, we're going to cure people with PTSD so we get our investment back on these soldiers and they're going to go back to war and be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was also trippy, the last scene where she's like, oh, yeah, I totally ruined your mind. Um, and if we are together, like there's a possibility that you'll remember what I did and will forgive me. But like at the same point, it seems like she was, she's been looking for him for that last half or a quarter of a show that like, it seems like she wants to be with him at this point. And like, it didn't seem like she cared about anything else in her life until this point. And like to see, like to have her, put in her own fucked up situation that she caused and like to see the reaction she had towards Colin when she finally remembered like I could only see that it seemed like it would be that same reaction and like it would be hard for somebody to get over that even if you told them that they say that you saved them from going back to war so I don't know it's crazy but I pushed in the pool it's fine I was I was absurdly worried that it wouldn't pay off and like getting Colin did you stay for the after credit scene? Yeah where she fucking like douses her arm in the medicine? I could definitely see like 
the Geist world expanding for the show. But I think for as far as this story, I hope they leave that alone. So agreed. So right on. Go watch Homecoming on Prime because it's it's ridiculously short how for how long it feels realistically. So right on. So I guess we're into the movies now, huh? I guess. Uh, Are you gonna see Wreck It Ralph? Yes. Okay, so I just didn't have time to get caught up yeah. on it. Like, like I said, I still got to track down the first one at a decent price. <laughs> um, so let's go with You Were Never Really Here, also on Prime. Er... Oh, how much did you hate that? Um, did you like it? How much did you hate it? <laughs> I really... Like, I know. You know what? It's I way... really liked it as well. What is wrong it's, with you? You're just—I broke you this year. Um, no, because like, so we've been dealing with serial killers for the past month or so, and like that opening scene is like, oh, well, this will be interesting. Following a random silly serial killer, and you find out that he's actually just a mercenary hired, um, kind of like the Equalizer, but. Um, I love Joaquin Phoenix. I think he does an incredible job in this this entire movie. And like knowing it's only an hour and a half, it's like, all right, let's fucking buckle up because I'm ready. And like it, it moves so quick. And what it felt, it felt I'm, very quick. I mean, like, like I liked the movie fine, but like that shit felt like it was six hours long. <laughs> I was also. Uh, right after homecoming, and like almost delirious because I was so sleep deprived. So it could have, I could have just been my uh, warped sense of reality that just kind of pushed it along. But yeah, it felt like it moved pretty quick. Um, it feels like there's very de- there's definite three parts of this uh, entire thing, and like it works so well. And the end. I'm still trying to figure out the title because it kind of that's the only thing I can't wrap my brain around. Um, but like to see the carnage left in his his wake for political gain, I would assume. Um, yeah, I mean that's what the setup was at the beginning. Yeah, and then uh, you know I just love a good smashing with a hammer. Dude, were you into that fucking? That scene where like it cuts between security footage of him just beating up yeah. all these pedos. Yeah, I, I love the uh, artistic vision of this movie. Really worked for me because it didn't stay up. I think that was another thing coming off Homecoming, like because you have all those long static shots, uh, especially for the credit scenes. Like, and for this, it's like, what a possible angle can I get of this five second shot? And I'm going to give it to you. But, like, not have it feel overwhelming like a fucking Game of Thrones cutscene. <laughs> so. Fair. Uh, but, yeah. yeah no, it definitely it felt like an art house director wanted to drag out the last 20 minutes of Taxi Driver into a full movie. Yeah. That makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. Um, <laughs> it doesn't seem like there's much to this movie, except... Um, what was the movie we watched a few weeks ago? The martial arts one. 
It felt very much like that, but with a little bit more um, drive. I guess he had a clear-cut path he was going. Uh, and then to get to the end and like realize it was for not because it just didn't matter. I mean, he mattered somewhat, but for the actual rescuing, he didn't do anything for the most part. So, yeah. Yeah, in the long run, he accomplished nothing. Yeah, yeah. In the movie, really? Yeah. So, uh, you get these. Like, he was sent out and then, yeah, he really just kind of got fucked. <laughs> you, your almost first introduction was like, oh, yeah, they tell me you're brutal. I'm like, well. They better show some shit, and like they showed some shit. <laughs> it didn't hurt that fucking Joaquin looked like he was walking inside of these in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So crazy little trip. I liked it. Did you like it? Uh yeah. I think you liked it more though. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I really did. Um, it was surprising. It surprised this me was, because this was definitely. Uh, this was definitely one of my. Uh, I'm catching up for the end of the year because I missed this back in the beginning of the year kind of thing. Yeah, nice. Oh, yeah. It was Amazon Studios that did it. That was something that... Yeah, that's fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, so go check that out because I think you'll dig it if you've dug the last month of our show. So. <laughs> there, there's that weird scene, though, where, like, he fucking gut shots that guy and then they hold hands and sing a song as he dies. <laughs> Yeah. It's a real weird movie. Yeah. Yep. And like that only adds to his brutality. Like because <laughs> uh, it was the one that killed his mom, right? Yeah. Well he's like, Who killed my mom? I don't think the guy ever says one way or the other. Okay, yeah. And then Because there was two guys in the apartment. It's so fucking crazy. So yeah, watch it. Watch it watch it and let us know your feelings. Um let's see. Uh, did you like Robin Hood? <laughs> I, I can I can tell by the way you raised your voice that you did. Uh, yeah, I really did. No, it's not good. How is it not good? Um, <laughs> it's a weird origin story that we don't need. Yeah, start there. Yeah, no, no. no. Um, back to what I was saying earlier is you get these characters that nobody really cares about. And like, it, it is one, um, it feel it, it, I would put it right alongside King Arthur. It's very neat. If you like Robin Hood, I think you dig it. Um, I love the action. I love that we get this. What? I, I love that you get this modern or modern feeling, Bows and arrows shooter movie. Why is that cool? Like the movie was shot so poorly, you couldn't see any of the action scenes. And I think that was uh, why it was done, obviously. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It was it was just a thrill ride, I suppose. But was it? Was it? <laughs> yeah, um, it, you get this political uh, political movie that tries more than it needs to. Uh, I think it, it, was, it, it feels like it feels like it feels like somebody being like, "Yo, millennials, did you know that Robin Hood was a Bernie bro?" Come to our movie. <laughs> uh, uh, it just felt like a uh, period piece, Kingsman, and like I really dig those movies. So I love Eggsy. 
And Jamie Foxx? You can't go wrong with Jamie Foxx? You can't. And did you hear this horseshit about the new Kingsman movie? No. What's it? Well, you know I'm not, like, a huge fan of those movies. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I'm a fan of anything, it's, you know, uh, fucking Eggsy and Colin Firth. Like, they're charismatic, and they kind of carry those movies, right? So, guess what the next one is? A prequel set 100 years ago with none of those characters. Damn it. Maybe it's maybe it's his like great grandfather, and he'll be playing the role of him. Hopefully, well, the fucking it. the kid said he's not in it. Damn it! <laughs> he was like, "No, I'm not in it because it's a prequel set in the early 1900s." And I'm like, that "Fuck sucks. off!" <laughs> so and then I watched this movie. And I was no like, characters I'm... that we know, obviously. No, I don't even know. Um. Yeah, I think it got a little scatterbrained and whatnot. Um, it, it when you get to the point where they reveal like the church is behind the whole war just to like get the the political uh, footstones to overthrow the king, and it's like no, it, there's uh, there's large chunks that just don't matter, and. Uh, I don't know. I, like the whole movie. Yeah, for the most part, the whole movie. But like, I like the action things. Uh, I thought it was cool seeing um, how they kind of snared Robin Hood. And like, it was like the uh, Batman back in the day. Yeah, no, it's the story of Batman. Yeah. The dude even gets half his face burned off. <laughs> you know, the one with the savior for the underdogs. Yeah. He becomes Two-Face. It's ridiculous. Uh, And also, like, fucking... (laughs) The whole movie is just, like, this weird setup for a sequel that would be the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's just like, yeah, we defeated the Sheriff of Nottingham. The end of the movie is just like, here's the new Sheriff of Nottingham. (laughs) And and you know it's going to be good because he really hates Robin. (laughs) so dumb yeah so it's just like oh we have to keep the fucking you know robin's merry band apart but now they're together at the end even though you've been watching them do horse shit this whole movie (laughs) it's like no and also there's just some weird there's these weird anachronisms that like you weren't drafted by a draft notice to go to the crusades (laughs) like that's not how that works no, that's exactly how I'm ever going to picture it ever again. Well, looks like I'm off to war. Some kid just dropped off like a I'm going to fight that holy war for the church. <laughs> no. uh, oh, the fucking drifting? The carriages? Come on. There were some things to like about okay. this movie. Mm-mm-mm. You could hardly tell what was going on. I mean, time. you're not wrong, but I don't know. I still, I just, I choose to believe it was an all right movie. And it reminded me of that horseshit from like the original like Sam Raimi trilogy of Spider Man movies, <laughs> where like just lost his mask all the time, but no one ever knew who he was. <laughs> I love like, that she point, points out that it's like a terrible disguise. He's like, it fooled everyone. <laughs> and I'm like, how? Most time, there's a scene where like. He's robbing them with his mask completely down, and then when he escapes, yeah. he pulls it up. I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, it's not how it works. I I just wanted uh, 
him to get in front of the chancellor and be like, Harvey face? So, it's fun. Uh, I, it's, I'd, um, I'd wait for it to come to Netflix or Amazon or something like that. But uh, it's Yep, it's so much fun. He's telling you not to see it. No, I'm... I, Listen, if you dig Robin Hood as a character, go see it because you'll have fun. But if you're on the you fence, will not. I'd probably skip this one. <laughs> if you want to see a really bad Batman story with bows and arrows, go watch Arrow season one instead of this. Nonsense. That's 10 hours. You can get this in in two hours. If you liked King Arthur from last year, I think you'll dig this one. So go on that, Mary. No, no one liked King Arthur. This guy did. I still love it. You want to rewatch it and see if it got any better over time? No, because I know it didn't. How do you know, though? I'm 100% certain. <laughs> it's got Eric Bana, though. God, it does have Eric <laughs> Bana. So does that fucking... So does that bad Ang Lee Hulk film. Do you want to go watch that Listen, again? I'll watch one if you watch the other. Mm, absolutely not. <laughs> you don't want to see Abomination? You don't see no abominations in the Edward Norton oh, one. Yeah. I'm talking about the fucking. <laughs> I'm talking about the Eric Bana one. That's right. That's right. I'm I'm completely wrong. Where Nick Nolte turns into a cloud. I mean, I'll watch it if you watch the other one. <laughs> no, I've seen them both enough times to know I'm okay. That's fair. That's fair. So, um, let's go. Let's go with Creed. Did you dig it? Yeah. I did. Not as much as the first one, but... Same. Definitely the same. Uh, it got to about the midway point, and I was surprised how much I was hoping he would lose. But also kind of seeing that would that would destroy the series. <laughs> mm. Well, one, you know, Rocky lost all the time in the original series. It wouldn't destroy anything for him to lose. No, no, no. But, like, um, setting his own franchise up in the first two movies, all he does is lose. Like, it'd be hard to come back with a three and, like, oh, he's obviously going to win. It's like, uh, I just love the way they did it. But, you know, I would be interested, more interested if he lost because, like, the Dragos are the more interesting characters. They in the are. Movie. They're fascinating. And, like, they played those characters so well. And, like, this is only so, so much respect to uh, Ivan. Because, like, he just feels like he slipped right back into the role and just hates Rocky for everything he did. And, like, he doesn't want to bring that into anything. Because, I mean, he lost. He's he's enough to admit it, but like he really wants to see his son crush his protege. So Yeah, because you know, Rocky won the Cold War in Rocky Force. So and like, like the whole mom thought. leaving and like the son being so upset over that, like everything that happened to Ivan afterwards from Rocky Four, like had played such a role in this one to make it that much better and like at one point, I was like, I really hope he wins because he's been <laughs> dealt a shit card. And, like, when fucking Ivan throws the towel, I was like, holy fuck. Fuck. Yeah, it's so good. 
but like that's not good that that's more interesting than what your main character yeah. is going through. Yeah, I think they didn't have really anywhere to go from the first one. Like they developed these characters so well. Um, well, I mean, they're obviously, you know, the first film was about you know like trying to take on his father's legacy and what does your mm-hmm. name mean and who are you as a person. And this one's much more about families through all the dynamic and what what family means and what family can you you know inspire you to do and also hold you back from and so like that's the way they're going, but it's not as interesting as what was going on over in the fucking Ukraine yeah. with these outcasts trying to get trying to just like earn you know like it wasn't that he was you know it wasn't that he lost in Rocky Four it was that like he was exiled mm-hmm. and lost everything and his country hates him and this is them and like to build, hearing you know, stuff just... like we're we're so uh fuck we're so privileged to live in the u.s and we're like we don't see all that other stuff but like you hear stories like russians have to serve in the military and like they have to like if they're on the olympics teams like all their endorsements whatever all that stuff goes back to the to the um, government and everything, like you're basically living for the government to survive, and like to see this as like a representation of that it was done so well. And then when like they get in each other's face in the restaurant, it's like fuck. Like I'm so surprised how well they did Ivan because like he's been taking films for like. I think he's probably in like three or four direct DVD movies like a year. And like he, this one just felt so good considering the last times we saw him we were expendables, like just goofing around. The last time you saw him, I didn't see those. You're an movies. idiot. Those movies are so much fun. No. Uh-huh. You get I refuse to believe it. <laughs> Have you seen any of them? I think I've seen part of the first You're one. You're a ridiculous fool. That first one is so mm-hmm. much fun. Terry Crews just holding the Gatling gun, just firing the crazy. It's all so good. Um, no. no, thank you. Um, can we talk about uh, the disproportionate amount of time that was spent to Bianca's terrible music? Because goddamn, the music was bad. <laughs> it was definitely not as good as the first time around. Um, it, it, I mean, oh, a, a lot of this movie was that. Um, I, I love that the car became a bigger important part in this movie than it ever had in the first one. Like, he just throws his keys down on the mat and is like, somebody wrestled me for this prized possession that I only have to remember my father from. And some guy just comes up, knocks the shit out of him, and takes it. <laughs> That's weird. Um, yeah it also there's also a little part of like it felt like there wasn't much for rocky to do in this movie but stallone still has so much clout over it he's like i don't know guys it's been 15 pages since we checked in on rocky we better (laughs) write about a scene where rocky trying to get his light post fixed but it's also it also felt so good because it feels like he left it in enough space that like it's he doesn't have to be in the next one uh, it feels like he pushes off and like now creates his own his own franchise. So, and it's it is bizarre that this movie 
is basically a sequel to three yeah. movies. Yeah. You know, it's a sequel to Rocky four, Rocky Balboa and Creed mm-hmm. one. And it kind of ties up all the plot lines. It's really weird. Um, I would be if surprised. I if had the, the next one comes and it's him visiting Rocky's grave. I really think that'd probably be the strongest way they could open it. Oh, would it though? Because he apparently just beat cancer between movies. <laughs> he beat it before the end of the first one. No, he was like going through treatment. Uh, this movie, like, literally, fucking Adonis is like, I was there when he had cancer. I fixed him. I cured him. <laughs> no, stop it. Uh, it was also a little. It kind of became jarring how much they were leaning on the Rocky theme from uh, the first Creed. Like, they played that everywhere. What? The, like, no, the no, original no, no. theme? The, the one they redid for Creed, the first Creed. Oh. Well, you know, it doesn't matter, though, because they, they tease my balls with fucking only 10 seconds to <laughs> yeah, the real one. Yeah. <laughs> Pissed me off. But yeah. I really dug it. Uh, just not as good as the first one, so. Yeah, it's not. And I think there's definitely a problem with the women mm-hmm. in the film. You know, like, they're very much not characters as much as they are. Well, it's really weird you know, because it's coming from objects. a... Yeah. They were very objectified in the first few of them. So, like, it kind of is in the formula, but, like, that can't be part of the formula anymore. <laughs> and, like, between, like, what they do right in this one and what they did in the last one, like, they're smart enough to get past mm-hmm. that. You know, like, there's literally a montage where his mother's talking to his fiance about how, you know, you got to be the strong woman who pulls the man out of the darkness. And it's like, no, just be a character yeah. and have motivations outside of yeah, your yeah. own thing. You're kidding me. You wouldn't want to see uh, Bianca say she was going to show up for the boxing match and then just uh, decide to hang herself with a belt. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, it was weird that the, time transition from when he gets DQ'd to having a kid and is like, okay, I guess I have to fight. Um, well, I think it's because they, they're they trying to follow the Rocky yeah. model. You know, he lost in the first one. He has, he has to win the title in the second, but he also has to fight Ivan Drago. That's what we want to do. So, you know, like they speed through. He also, wins the title, I then. thought fucking Adonis was giant. That other fucking... Ivan's son's a fucking mountain. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But. Yeah, I thought, like, I mean, I'm not the most up in, like, boxing, but, like, aren't there weight classes? Like, uh, yeah, but, I mean, I think you can... I think for the class, the belt that uh, Adonis has, um, he basically has to take heavyweight champion... or uh, heavyweights on for it, so... That dude is like six foot taller than him and weighs 300 pounds more. And just is crushing him. Uh, I thought the the, um, montage scene of him getting trained was a little weak. Um, Considering how, how, yeah. Compared to the montage in the first one. So, yeah. But all in all, still a good movie. I liked it. The Ivan, the Drago stuff was fascinating. So. Yeah, exactly. Too bad it's way too yeah, little of it. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, you never know. Maybe we'll get a Drago spinoff now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'll totally be there for that. Um, so on to the main event. And Widows, because Luke loved it. Did you not? Because I will break your face. I think I have the same feelings for it that you have for Homecoming, which I'm not sure I like it. But I know I really hate Jillian Flynn's characters now. (laughs) Don't don't put this on her. Don't really like from what we got from Gone Girl and uh, the fucking show on HBO. I can't think of now. What was that? Sharp Sharp objects. objects. Like, she writes these soulless characters that have so much impact on everything around them. And I hate. What? Who is soulless? Liam Neeson? This this movie. (laughs) No, he's an asshole. He's not soulless. He's definitely soulless when he decides to shoot his wife. That's just being an asshole. No, man. no, no, no. It was an asshole to show up after she found out that he was sleeping around in her and faked his death. That's being an asshole. When he pulls the gun to shoot her, he's like, that guy has no fucking soul. And I'm glad he got what comes in. <laughs> I think... <laughs> let's, not just, let's not get into a discussion about the soul, <laughs> but I think you're taking this little too far. It's fair. It's fair. Um... Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's good. Um, it, it's odd because I think the characters could have been casted a little bit better, but it seems like they grabbed... What? I don't know. Get out of this. I Get really don't there. think what the main lady is as good as she could be. But oh I my think God. it also doesn't fool. work well with uh, Rodriguez. You I'm telling you, I'm listening. On, this is yeah. just my thoughts. I know I'm weighing on yours way more than I am on mine because I just I'm all right with this movie. This might be one of the best casts I've ever seen. Like it's ridiculously stacked. Um, the fact that you can kill Liam Neeson in the opening scene and like be okay with that is shows you how strong this yeah. cast is. Um, I think. I think the movie tries too much. It probably like this feels like a mm-hmm. mini series worth of shit shoved into a two hour movie. Um, I definitely text my buddy and was like, it's like a season of the wire condensed down into <laughs> two hours. Like that's kind of like the scope they're going for in this film. Yeah. But I mean, they're touching on everything, yeah. you know, they're, they're talking about domestic abuse, um, religion, like, uh, politics, um, like uh race relations you know it's uh uh police brutality like there's so much going on so you're pulling me back a little bit more you're pulling me back a little bit more um yeah um i think it has (laughs) without being hyperbolic even though i am one of the most powerful shots in a movie i've seen this year is that the gift Um, you sent me when no <laughs> that's just daniel Blue being a I mean, true. uh no it's the scene where um 
Colin Farrell's character leaves the rally he's at and gets in and it keeps the camera attached to the hood of the car. And as he's having this conversation about, um, you know, how he's trying to rally the poor vote just so he can win this and take down this guy who does, because he believes this alderman ship position is his by mm-hmm. birthright, you know, and he's having this conversation in the back. And as we follow this tracking shot, we watch these, you know, destroyed, decimated, poverty-ridden streets. And then with the tilt of a camera, we're looking at multi-million dollar mansions where he's living. Like the disparity and how thin of a line it is, is kind of breathtaking. Hot damn. Interesting. Still mediocre on this movie. (laughs) um (laughs) i think um what the hell is it um the actual like minutia of what they're doing isn't as important as they try and make it seem um you know like and i think that kind of that kind of takes some momentum Mm -hmm. away from the film um plus you know you see them for two hours playing this heist and they pull it off in like three seconds. You know, it's a very quick in and out. Um, um, yeah. But come on, man. Like, it's such a smart movie. The fact that um, Viola Davis, the main one, is carrying a dog through every scene. Like, the actual, she is holding her entitlement and the wealth that she's trying to hold on to and not lose and go back to poverty. See, see you see more than I did. That makes so much more sense. Um, but it plus it's the dog from game night. It is the dog from game night. Um, what's so funny is like, have you seen the widow's poster with him at the forefront? Oh, it's so <laughs> no. good. It's the it's the four chicks' faces, and then like the dog is just like has one hand on the gun. It's so ridiculous. It's malsanity. <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, I, I like the movie. For sure. I just... Liam Neeson's character really eats me apart. He's in it for like four seconds. Just like... Breaks me on Jillian Flynn. Like, I really enjoy... Quick sidebar. Um, Did you see the trailer for the new Liam Neeson movie? What is it? He's a snow plow oh, no, driver getting that. revenge and killing people. Oh, shit, yes. I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Let's kill people on a mountain. Looks, let's do this. It looks, it looks so dumb. really dumb, and I'm so excited about it. Plus, I thought his fucking six-foot-eight ass came out and said he's too old for those movies. And he no way. After Commuter was a huge flop, he's got to get back on that horse. <laughs> So, um, that said, um, this is a remake. Is it? Um, of a l- early '80s BBC miniseries. <laughs> huh. So, and I'm guessing uh, none of like as far as, as I can tell was hit on as this movie did. No, this movie is very different. But the the idea of the main husband being not dead and having faked his death or whatever is taken huh. from that. So Interesting. So can't blame not Jillian. That's fair. 
That's fair. All right, I'll give it a pass then. Oh, plus plus Elizabeth Debicki, the blonde is so fucking good. That performance is so good. How she goes. Oh yeah, no no no. Fuck that. I changed my vote. It's a good movie. Cause she's fucking great in it. <laughs> she is phenomenal. It's it's like it's like yes, she's so, so good. good. Like, like the whole see, okay, arc so she goes on. Telling me about Viola. Like I really felt through her because she definitely has nothing and just has to claw her way for anything. And she is so much smarter than everybody around her gives her credit for. And like, God damn it. And uses that to her advantage. It's so good. Yes. Change my vote. Go see widows. It's good. (laughs) It's very good. So, uh, also, uh, the guy from Get Out. You said his name earlier. Uh, he's so good in this, too. So is... Um, Bash? The dude from Atlanta. Oh. The, the main... The <laughs> yeah, yeah, main, the, the like, guy running for... His brother. Yeah, he's so yeah. good, too. Dude, when he like when he comes into her house and like, like her strangling her oh dog in front of her, God, I was like, this no. is... Mad. Like, when he grabbed that fucking dog and made it yelp, I was like, we are fucking about to... Have- Cross the lines, and I'm not comfortable with it. So well acted. <laughs> the one thing we were fighting for last week, though, Robert Duvall, not a fantastic piece in this movie, but played well. But yeah. he's in it as an old racist <laughs> man. So yeah, but you know he's he's the he's the face of you know um, entitlement yeah. and. Um, uh, political theft and you know making these deals to get his son to this job and taking away the vote of the people who matter it's good stuff like everyone has a part plus he's just an old <laughs> racist dude for sure so with that being said what are we watching for next week i don't know i didn't have a lot of prep time this week that's fair um uh we're gonna watch uh we're, we're going netflix okay. heavy um, so we'll do Cam. We'll do uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the new Cohen Brothers movie that's on there. And, uh, did you want to watch Outlaw King? Uh, fuck yeah, I do. Okay, we'll do Outlaw King and we'll finish up season one of Breaking Bad. We're not going to watch Christmas Chronicle? No. No, you may. We, we did that fucking Michael Shannon Christmas <laughs> movie last year. That was enough. All right, I'll let this one slide. But I'm definitely watching it, and I'll um, tell you how great it is next week. I heard his mustache and beard is. Oh highly. shit! Now I'm in. Hundred um, percent. Uh, but there is. I might have to check. Um, th- theatrically, there might be a, a a demon possession movie that you have to go see. I'm not ready for that. Um, did you did you ever see uh, Call Me by Your Name? Oh, yes, I saw yeah. that was on uh, um, uh, Amazon that we I could check out. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, if you want to talk talk about it, I watched it last year when I was okay. in my year end. Yeah, I'll check that out. Hopefully, you catch uh, Rick and Ralph's, and then we'll talk about that too. So, cool. right on. That's next week. Uh, we'll catch you then. All that good stuff. I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, and uh, we'll catch you next week for number seventy-seven. Later. Go watch my nose. Go watch all that stuff. It was a pretty good week. So, peace.
<laughs> Peace, Panda. <laughs>